Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Noctis Point, Chapter 31. Alone in his room, Alex stared at the wall. He could feel his SI pushing outwards, filling the space, coating the walls and floors in illusory ice and rime. There was nothing to see with his eyes open, of course, but anyone using their SI would see a blaze of power, barely contained, before their own psych evaporated. How could they? Wasn't he part of the student body? Wasn't his survival hinging on what they were doing as well? Surely there was something he could do. But no, they'd tossed him aside, and he burned with anger and the futile desire to help. Alex thumped the bed and used the momentum to turn himself over, dropping off onto the floor. With a burst of power, he increased the field around his body and pushed himself up, floating horizontally above the ground. So surprised was he that he let the field drop and crashed onto the thin carpet. How had he done that? Someone who was unable to even lift a wooden block with ease had just levitated his entire body off the ground. Adrenaline bubbled up inside him, excitement mingling with the certainty that he had been right, that they should recognise that he could be out there with them. Alex got up and moved towards the door. It didn't open, and he walked into it. Ow! he said, clutching his chest. What the hell? Elsie, open the door. I'm sorry, Alex. I can't do that, she replied calmly. Open the door, Elsie, Alex said. Alex, the principal has ordered you be confined to quarters pending assessment, Elsie said. I'm sorry. Narrowing his eyes, Alex turned his furious gaze to the door. It was metal and seamlessly closed flush to the wall. He looked at his hands, knowing there was no way he could break it. Fine, he muttered. Sitting down on the bed, he closed his eyes. As he had so many times over the previous fortnight, Alex opened his SI and saw himself outlined in glistening ice. The thin coating that covered his body, that prevented him from doing so much, sprang into being so much more easily now. Focusing on his hand, Alex made a fist, then looked at the unyielding door. He flattened his hand out and began to coat it in layers of ice. Gradually, small, icy razor blades sprang up on his hands, sticking out at all angles. Alex frowned. Not enough, he muttered. These would barely scratch the door, let alone open it. For long minutes, he concentrated on rearranging the little shards of ice into something useful. When he opened his eyes to check, nothing could be seen around his hand, but a slight shimmering as air molecules were displaced. In the glowing blue world of his sphere of influence, though, his hand was encased in a solid wedge of ice, almost a foot long, a blade of absolute sharpness. Experimentally, he went up to the door and tapped on it with the edge of the ice wedge. There was a hollow sound, as if something solid had struck the door, and he grinned fiercely. Elsie was there instantly. Alex, what are you doing? He ignored her and turned his attention to where he knew the edge of the door met the wall. There was so little to tell, only the tiniest of hairline cracks, but there was a join, and he ran the wedge back and forth over that join. 
He felt a small vibration as the wedge passed over the gap, too big to fit in, and he focused on thinning the end down even further. This time, the wedge went in, making the microscopic gap visible. The door slid back the smallest distance, and Alex grinned in triumph. Alex, stop, Elsie said. Security is being notified. You can't stop me, Alex said, grunting with effort. He pushed the wedge into the gap as hard as he could, feeling the door slide back millimetre by painful millimetre, and then suddenly it opened fully and he tumbled into the corridor. Shaking his head, he got up and looked around. No one was coming, but he knew it was only a matter of time, particularly when Elsie could detect where he was instantly. He turned and ran away from the main complex. Perhaps cutting around the back of the residential block would buy him a little time. But to do what? Get to where the fighting will be, he thought to himself. Get a weapon, hole up somewhere, help whether they want it or not. He jogged to an intersection and turned the corner, then skidded to a terrified halt. The sharp tang of blood assaulted his nostrils. As he stared down the corridor, seeing but not truly taking in the horrifying image. In the middle stood Raz, crouched slightly, while around him were pieces of what might have been three or four other people. It was as if they had been ripped apart bodily, and gushing blood covered every surface. One wall had a panel ripped off of it, electrical contacts sparking underneath it from some loose connection. The carpet squelched oddly as Alex took a step forward then froze. You, Raz said. He looked slightly the worse for wear himself. A cut was bleeding freely from his forehead and one of his arms was held at an odd angle. He straightened up and began to pick his way between the carnage on the floor. He flung his good arm out and Alex felt bladed fingers snatch at his throat. Without even thinking, he coated his body in anti-psych ice. Raz frowned. Clever trick, he said. Trying to get hold of you is like trying to grab a soap bubble, but it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Gracefully, his hand flipped up, and Alex felt the pressure leave him completely. He heard a cracking noise above him and looked up. The ceiling was fracturing. Raz was trying to bring it down on him. Alex dived to one side towards Raz, blood spattering up cold and sticky onto his face. There was a terrific crash from behind him as a massive chunk of ceiling and much of the floor above showered down. Alex looked back just in time to see four large chunks of plasticrete lift themselves from the rubble and fly towards him. The first boulder took him in the chest, the breath thudding out of him, and he went flying backwards. Dust exploded outwards as the debris slammed into the wall, and there was a wet sound as one of the rocks hit Alex's leg. Pain flared, as though every nerve ending were on fire and Alex screwed his eyes shut as he screamed in anguish. Taking in a gasping breath, Alex looked up to see Raz striding towards him, a huge piece of ceiling floating above his head. Alex looked up into his unpitying face, knowing that the boy's sneer would be the last thing he saw. This place will burn, Raz growled, and earth with it. My father will be the emperor, and one day so will I. He sneered. Goodbye, Null. The huge chunk of concrete he was holding rocked backwards, preparing to descend. Alex grabbed Raz's ankle, 
and for a moment the rock wavered in the air as Raz fought to keep his psyche. Alex closed his eyes and watched as the blue of his neutralising field ghosted over the boy's body like a virus, spreading up to the column of fiery power keeping the boulder in place. Alex opened his eyes and met Raz's furious gaze. Then the ceiling fell on Raz, and he crumpled without a sound. Alex lay there for a moment, hand still on Raz's twitching leg. He turned onto his side, breathing heavily, then vomited, feeling acid burning his throat. Alex looked down at his leg and instantly wished he hadn't. A reddish-brown stain was spreading from his shin, and he howled as the pain spiked. Elsie, he gasped. Get help! There was no response. Elsie! It was five long minutes before three black-suited PO in training came around the corner. One of them swore, while another walked straight towards Alex. What the hell happened here? Raz, he killed them. Tried to kill me, Alex said. Can you walk? Alex shook his head. Broken leg, he said, then felt himself being gently lifted up. Support was being evenly applied to his whole body, he realised, and he let himself be pulled through the air like a macabre carnival balloon. Let's get you to medical, the PO said. You two call this in. Elsie's not responding, one of the others said. You've got legs, use them, the PO holding Alex said, and turned and set off towards medical. Alex closed his eyes for a moment. Just a moment's rest, he thought. Bink, if you could see me now. Then sleep or unconsciousness took him. You've been listening to chapter 31 of my novel, Noctis Point. If you've enjoyed this, why not visit stevecookfiction.com where you'll find more episodes and blogging about fiction.